This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim is training for his, his boxing match, the fight to end homelessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're sparring now at the gym with, with different guys, right? Very lightly. Very lightly. How's that going? It's going good. Uh, shout out to Boomers Gym, Boomers Boxing Club here uh, that I'm training at. And... <laughs> the, I, like at night, we do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you, it's a charity boxing match. It's called the Fight to End Homelessness. It's a bunch of random people, like from I, the community. Yeah, like real estate agents. You know, radio personalities have done it in the past. But just like you know, physical trainers, cops, firefighters, anybody can can apply. And they're they're kind of t- easing you into it Tuesdays and Thursday nights, like teaching you basic defense and stuff like that. But I've been going Tuesdays and Thursday mornings where there's a lot of younger college students and high school students who've been doing it for a little bit longer. So they kind of just throw you to the wolves in the sparring sessions. And they're like, I didn't even know what to do. They're just You're like, okay, fighting this guy. And I'm like, I don't know. And then immediately you get punched in the face. You're like, oh, whoa, we're, we're going here. So and it's very light, like nobody's giving it even close to a hundred percent. But you know, I was I was boxing some young guy, sparring him. And he's tagging me on the face and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, this is, it's, it's fun, by the way. But like the next class, I'm paired up with a different guy. And I'm kind of going the same speed I was the, the Tuesday earlier. And there's about 30 seconds left in the sparring session because then they're like, pick it up, pick it up. So you know that there's not much time left. So yeah. again, I'm learning about defense. So I start like shelling up. And the guy <laughs> that I'm sparring with starts like feeding me some pretty good body shots. And I'm like, oh, 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 here we go. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I didn't mind at all. And I was just like, oh, okay, I guess this is sparring. And then, so we're walking away and he looks at me and he's like, just so you know, you get it as hard as you give it. And I go, sorry, what's, what's that? And he's like, you get it as hard as you give it. Insinuating that you were hitting him too hard? And so he's going to hit me as much. And I said, oh, I don't, like, honestly, this is the second time I'm sparring. I'm doing a charity thing. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going the same pace as I was yeah, the first I, time. I don't know how hard and I'm he's supposed like, he's like, to no, be no, hitting no. you. He's like, no, no, it's fine. No, no I'm not, not saying you're hitting, a, hitting me too hard. I'm just saying. You get it as hard as you give it. And I'm like, oh no, I don't think this guy likes me very much. But then, and I was like, I, honestly, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm uh, training for a charity thing. So, and then ten minutes goes by, and he comes up to me again. He's like, oh, I'm doing the same charity fight. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we, now we're friends again. So we, we, I think we kind of made up, and now we're talking about training and stuff well, like that. Well, nothing brings uh, a couple of guys together like punching each other in the face. It's uh, back in the schoolyard. You, it actually does, you, weirdly enough. You'd get in a fight, and then, you know, someone would lose. You help the other guy up, Shake and then the you'd be best friends. Exactly. And we're already bonding, I think, as a group. You know, it, it's fun. And honestly, I think in the heat of the moment, it's different when you get punched in the face. And we're both new to it. And he was a little bit better than me, too. So I'm a little nervous that... Uh, he might be the guy he you're might actually be the guy. fighting. He's, already, he's been training, I think, a little bit more than I have. So he's actually pretty good. So anyway, it's interesting. But it, it, it's just funny, the dynamics of you're, you're sparring, you're training. But it, it could yeah. get intense just depending on how it goes. Well, uh, everything changes when you get punched in the face, right? Yeah. And then I was going really slow last class and shout out to Chad, the guy I was sparring with, and I'm like throwing the slowest punches just to go completely backwards and he's like, you know you can hit me harder than that. I'm like, well where's the balance? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. Uh, if people want to donate, you've got your fundraiser up and uh, going on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, right? Yeah, there's a link there. Uh, and thank you to everybody who's donated so far. Um, and thank you so much to Boss Brad, who's been putting together a, uh, a concert. Him, his band, the, Bo- uh, uh, the Brad Gibb All-Star Band and Bob Noxious are doing a show August 11th at Eastsides in London, Ontario. Taz, I, I hope you're coming, right? Have you heard? 
We might have some special plans with you if you can make it. I haven't heard about what's going on. I think I'm busy that night. You son of a gun. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I'll be there. I'll be on stage. I'm gonna be I'm singing a song or two. Are we fighting? <laughs> if we are, just so you know, Jim, you get it as hard as you give oh, it. No. <laughs> no, that'll be fun. The details for that show online as well, if yeah. you want to check them out. Taz and Jim on Facebook. Yes. And the link is there. It's the fight to end homelessness that Jim is uh, involved in coming up this fall. He's training hard. And if you uh, have a little extra cash, you can donate to a great cause. He'd appreciate it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You know who's got to be feeling good today? Kevin Spacey. No N- doubt. Not guilty. I am shocked. Yesterday, a jury in London, England found Kevin Spacey not guilty on all nine sexual misconduct charges that he was facing. Seven counts of sexual assault. One count of forcing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent. All the incidents uh, allegedly involved four separate victims and happened between 2004 and 2013 when Kevin Spacey was the artistic director of a London theater. After the verdict, Spacey said he was enormously grateful to the jury and humbled by the outcome of the trial. It was his 64th birthday, so yesterday he went out and hit the town in London, England. Look out, everybody. To celebrate. Hide your family. Uh, his career was totally derailed by these accusations, so I'm assuming now that he's found not guilty, we'll see him uh, in about eight new movies uh, over the next year. In Hollywood, you never know? I don't know, man. You know, innocent until proven guilty, so, to, you know... It is what it is, but I've never seen anybody act more guilty after the accusations than Kevin Spacey. How creepy was that video he released that in the character of Frank Underwood from House of Cards? Yes. That Hold symbolic, on. awkward video. He made two of them, actually. It Both was, of them it creepy. It was on Christmas Eve. And it was mildly threatening. He was carving a turkey, so he had a knife in his hand. Yes. Here it is. He's standing in his kitchen. Knife in his hand. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. Seems innocent to me. <laughs> there's, there's only so many photos. That's very strange. There's only so many That's fo- a strange way to, uh, your, your, your public relations uh, strategy on that is a little off. Like, why Somehow not it works. be genuine? Like, hey, it's Kevin Spacey. Just so you know, I didn't do anything I'm accused of. I'm a normal human. Not, uh, you know, a soliloquy. <laughs> yeah, it just shows you how fake he is. But I don't know, man. You take enough pictures with Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew... I, I, 
forgive me for assuming you're a bit of a creep. Like, I just can't get over the, this Kevin Spacey stuff. I just, I, Spacey I don't trust him. Is Spacey in a lot him. of the Epstein pictures? He is in the Epstein pictures. He's with Ghislaine Maxwell sitting on, like, the royal throne. Like, they were super tight. He's, like, at the cottage that the royal family. I don't know, man. It could be a coincidence, but it's also very strange. I don't know. Not guilty, Jim. So they say. Not guilty. And it's good news because we're going to get a... Uh... American Beauty, too. I'm one of the Kevin Spacey And honestly, movies. that movie's so much creepier. It was already kind of creepy, yeah. obviously. Once you, now once it's you, twice as creepy. You heard those accusations. His performance doesn't seem as amazing. Yeah. It's like, what an actor. It's like, oh, is he acting? Yeah. But, again, not guilty in a court of law. So maybe we're on the cusp of a Kevin Spacey comeback. And you know you want it. What? No thanks. And besides... I know what you want. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Tornado warnings again yesterday in some parts of the Taz and Jim listening area. You and I were in the car together, Jim, Mm -hmm. and, and the radio airways got taken over by the emergency alert system. Always terrifying, that sound. Get your attention. Get your attention for sure. Yeah, I think in the afternoon they were saying that all they had spotted were some tornadoes forming over Lake Erie. Like those water spouts you see every once in a while, yeah, they're yeah. warning that they might come to shore, but I don't know if they did. They said, look out over the lakes yeah. for tornadoes. I, I haven't seen anything uh, about a tornado touching down anywhere. If you saw anything crazy, we'd love to hear about it. I know you're looking at some pictures of the storm yesterday over there, Jim. Yeah, there's a good Facebook page called Ontario Storm Reports, and you know, there's your, your typical damage, trees falling over, trees splitting in half and falling onto homes. Here's a tree that fell over onto a home kind of slightly, but I've never seen grass come up like that before. Wow, that's like the whole front lawn came up with the roots of the tree. Yeah, it looks like there is like a, you know, like sod, but a foot of topsoil perfectly ripped up like, you know like nature's like? carpet. Frodo's house. Looks it like a hobbit. Into bag end. <laughs> a hobbit could live in there. <laughs> is that the Shire? It does. That's wild. I, I wish I had parked my car under an old tree yesterday during that storm. I got to start doing that. <laughs> a city tree, too, so they have to pay for it or something. Both Jim and I, uh, our cars are at the end of their life, and uh-huh. we're looking for ways to cash in on insurance. Oh, because whenever they say hail's a coming, I, I park it yeah. over by the arena. Get the car out of the garage. Yeah, yeah. Hail's coming. <laughs> Tornado warning. Put it under a tree. Uh, here's a public service announcement from our buddy Dave Schram on... On social media yesterday, you may remember Dave as one of the competitors on the Amazing Race Canada. Yeah, yeah. He says, PSA, it was so hot in my car yesterday, this happened to a can of pop I had in there. Every surface is covered in a sticky spray, every single surface. So yeah, don't leave pop cans in a hot car. I knew that was true in the wintertime. You didn't want to leave like a frozen... It, uh, you know, freezing temperatures, you don't want to leave a pop can in there because it might explode. I didn't realize it happens in the heat as well. Oh, it must be 10 times worse in the heat because after it explodes, now it's just baking into your upholstery for however long it's sitting there now. Oh, that's brutal. I had a friend, remember Kathleen from my improv group? Yeah, yeah. Her girlfriend had a bo- bottle of club soda in the back seat of her SUV and it got so hot, I forget exactly, but it got so hot the... And the air conditioner broke that the club soda cap popped off, and they were living in, in St. Catharines at the time. Knocked her unconscious. No, no. <laughs> it hit her in, like, the side. It came at her on an angle. So it shot she, at she her. She thought she was shot. 
because she heard a loud pop and then like felt something in the Sniper. side. And she said, Sniper in the they hills. They got me, Kathleen. <laughs> and then after she calmed down and pulled over, she realized there was no blood. She was fine. But if you're gonna have a bottle of uh, carbonated liquid explode in your car. Club soda is the one to have. Oh, it cleans itself. Right. It's not getting all hot and sticky. But yeah, I wouldn't want to be sitting in that driver's seat. Look at the picture he posted there. Oh. So a warning. Hot cars, obviously, people, pets, don't leave them in there on a day like today. Cans of pop, take them with you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Are you looking at moving, Jim? You're showing me some real estate here that uh, you're eyeing. This is just, I love a unique house. This is called, it's got a nickname already, the Milton, Milton, Ontario. The Milton Dome Home is now the most viewed listing at online real estate sites in Ontario. And I don't know what this, I just clicked on it, so I haven't read too much about it, but it looks like, you know, basically a half sphere with a rectangle on the back side of it. It's got uh, tongue and groove siding, and the top of it is almost like one of those salt domes that the plows go to in the winter to get the yeah, salt yeah. and sand. See, it kind of looks like that. To me, it looks like a shingled jungle gym. You know, the like this... Yeah, the tr- that's made of triangles. Yeah, the triangular, uh, jung- like old school jungle gym that you'd climb in. Yeah, I forget what Back in the day. Is that itself called the jungle gym? Maybe. But I know exactly what you're talking about. They used to be around everywhere. Yeah. It looks like one of those, but shingled. That would be a tough job. You've done some roofing in your day. Yeah. Wouldn't be easy to line everything up on a, uh, a dome house. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you start from the bottom and you got that flat line there and you just work your way up. But th- those those salt things are shingled as well from top to bottom generally yeah. a lot of times. I guess if you know how to roof, you know how to roof. <laughs> yeah, oh, the boys will get her done. So it's the most viewed property in June on the online company Zucasa. It's on 20 acres, uh, 30-foot ceilings, fully furnished wow. basement. There's a basement in there too. Circular basement? I, I hope so, with an no, indoor circular pool. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> this dream property would make a perfect hobby farm for vegetable gardens, horse pot paddocks, or anything else you can think of for 14 workable acres. I mean, it is a nice property, but it is an unusual layout. It is 2.1 mil. So you're out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Looks like a good place to start a cult, though, you know? Yeah, some about those dome homes remind me of it's either a, a Mars colony or a cult. <laughs> you know, the two things that come sure. to mind when I look at a building shaped like that. Yeah, or Poly Shore and Biodome. That's <laughs> the only other thing. You could own your own Biodome in Milton, Ontario for $2.1 <laughs> million. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Pretty pumped. Good time to be a Canadian soccer fan. We had a comeback yesterday. Canada beats Ireland in the Women's World Cup. Now, Jim, when we checked in, because the games are on early, we didn't give the score on the air, but yesterday around 8.30, you said it was a rough first four minutes for Canada. Ireland scored early. Yeah, they snuck in uh, just a curling corner kick four minutes into the game, and... It, 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 you know, sometimes when that happens, they the team will what they call park the bus and just play defense for the rest of the game. In soccer, sometimes that's all you need is that one goal. But Canada did come back. They won the game 2 1. Right 
one through to Sophie Schmidt. Schmidt for Leon. Good first touch, and Leon has the goal. Canada in front, turning the game on its head either side of half time. Canada with a victory. I do like how British people sometimes call us Canada. 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 Yeah. Canada does it. What a match for Canada. And all the Canadarans. <laughs> uh, so that's good. Canada's tied for top of the uh, tied at the top of their table. Oh man. So they're looking good. They're looking good to move on to the next round. They play Monday again at 6 a.m. Australia, right? Yes, who's they're tied with in their table. So nice. that'll be a good game. And Australia, the host, the host country too. We we could. We're on our way. I don't want to get too excited, but if Canada could upset the United States in women's soccer, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty excited be about amazing. that. They got be a good huge. squad. Yeah, could happen. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Yesterday, the family of Sinead O'Connor announced that she passed away at age fifty-six. It's been seven hours and fifteen days since you took your love away. What a jam. I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love Got the video to the song pulled up here. The simple shot of Sinead's face singing that song, getting increasingly emotional. It's such a simple video, but so powerful. And this song takes me right back. Is this, Jim, when you hear this, does this bring back some memories, some emotions for you, or are you a little too young? I was maybe seven or eight when this song came out. So, like, yeah. it, was, it was a radio hit, and I, my sisters loved it, but, like, it didn't emotionally resonate with me until I was older. Probably until Chris Cornell covered it, actually, yeah. when it really hit me. Well, this song was written by Prince, Nothing Compares to You, but people don't think of it as a Prince song. They think of it as a Sinead O'Connor song. She absolutely nails it, and this was her biggest hit. It was also the song that uh, I played over and over again when I got dumped for the first time in grade oh, seven. No. <laughs> Nothing compares to uh, Shelly. <laughs> it was Susan. Susan, no. Susan. <laughs> she was a woman of principle, for sure. Sinead O'Connor wasn't afraid to let her views be known. She once refused to be on Saturday Night Live because Andrew Dice Clay was hosting. She didn't like what he was all about. She did a concert in New Jersey, refused to let them play the American National Anthem before her show started. Got a lot of flack for that one. Protested, boycotted the Grammys to protest the Gulf War back in the day and then of course the moment that everyone remembers Sinead O'Connor tore up a picture of Pope John Paul II after her performance of the song War by Bob Marley Mm -hmm. on Saturday Night Live which got her banned from Saturday Night Live I, I was watching when it happened that was a huge controversy. The backlash she rec- received from that was huge. Yeah, I'm sure it was bad in America. I bet you it was worse in Ireland. A lot of, a lot of angry Catholics, you know? <laughs> There's a few, yeah, yeah, I bet. 
seeing that. But, you know, in, in hindsight, she was ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. She was protesting the uh, child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And I think the reaction would be a lot different if she had done that now. Yeah, I'm sure she feels vindicated. You know, when the movie Spotlight comes out, and right around that same time, the things she was talking about were happening. Yeah. Fight the real enemy, she said before she ripped up that picture. Now, we don't know the cause of death. We do know Sinead has struggled with mental health over the years, and her son did as well. He took his own life last year. So that must have been very hard on her. Sinead O'Connor has passed away at age 56. Taz and Jim Podcast. You know I love a good Subway sandwich, Jim. Sure, yeah. Thinking about entering this contest. Starting next week, Subway is taking applications from people who will willingly change their first name to Subway Okay. in exchange for subs for life. Hmm. Free subs for life. You just got to change your name to Subway. So you would be... Subway Kelly. That sounds cool. Sounds like a football player yeah. from the 70s. <laughs> like a dirty player. <laughs> Old, Old Subway, Subway Kelly. Kelly. Oh, he'd go for the knees every time. <laughs> My last name is George. Subway so George. Subway George. Yeah, yeah. That just sounds like a guy who sleeps in the subway. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's old Subway George. There's old Subway. Don't step over him. <laughs> uh, Subway George, you doing okay today? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Now, that guy sleeping in the subway would be tempted if he was down on his luck to change his name to Subway. Yeah. Because this is a kind of a good deal. Yeah, well, it, it, there is, there's always limitations, right? Like, what is free subs for life? In this case, you get $50,000 worth of Subway gift cards. So, it would last you, if you had a sub a day every day, it would last you from 10 to 20 years, depending on which subs you got. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Considering, like, you know, every once in a while you win a pizza for life, and that's one pizza a month or something like that. No, this you could eat a lot of subs if yeah. you win this thing. 50,000 U.S. worth of subs. I don't know. I'm just on the website here, subwaynamechange.com. Uh, how much do you love Subway's new deli heroes? Enough to change your first name to Subway and get them free for life? Your chance is almost here. Come back August 1st, 9 a.m. to enter. Oh, no. Must be a resident of the 50 United States, 18 years of age or older. So, oh. so Canadians if, don't have a chance here. I wonder if this is like everybody who changes their name gets the thing, or you have to change your name first, then enter the draw. Because if you went through all that and then had to change it back... Hopefully they choose somebody, and then once you're chosen, you legally yes. change your name. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, it says they will pay for the uh, the fee for your name change as well. It'll give you 750 bucks. <laughs> if this was Canada, I would do it just for the joke. <laughs> and then change it back as soon as I got the gift cards. <laughs> it's the Taz and Subway Kelly <laughs> Show. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, isn't here. He, he must be excited. He's got the week off. Uh, if he was watching the Jays yesterday, he's a big Jays guy. 8-1 over the L.A. Dodgers. Blue Jays, dominant victory. Mm-hmm. 
Looking good. Uh, they are going to be playing the Angels in their next series starting tomorrow. Now, Angels fans have a reason to be excited, Jim. Yeah, the MLB trade deadline is August 1st, and Otani was on the block to potentially be traded. Shohei Otani, he's a Japanese guy, two-way player. He's a home run machine and also an incredible pitcher. Biggest name in the game right now. Yeah, so he was up to be traded. He's now no longer on the on the block to be traded here. Allegedly, the Angels are going to make a, uh, a late-season push for that wild-card spot. I think they're four games behind right now, but they could potentially make the playoffs if Otani keeps playing incredibly. Uh, They haven't made the playoffs since 2014, tied with the Detroit Tigers for the longest playoff drought in the major leagues right now. Uh, So he will finish out this season uh, as an angel, but in the winter, he goes back on the market as a free agent, and it's expected he's going to have possibly one of the biggest contracts in American sports history. Am I imagining this, or did Devin Peacock hint at him possibly becoming a Toronto Blue Jay at some point? He did. I think he threw San Fran out there as a possibility as well, but I think he maybe was looking through rose-colored glasses <laughs> thinking he might come to Toronto. I don't, I don't know if that was like uh, inside information or a fantasy yeah, that Dev has. <laughs> It'd be cool, though. I mean, I hope everybody, because it sucks because he's on a terrible team. It's kind of like McDavid. who yeah. Edmonton has gotten better, but he's 29 years old. He's leading the league, I think, right now in home runs, uh, 36. And he's one of the top pitchers in the league simultaneously. It's truly incredible. Wouldn't it be great if the Blue Jays sweep the Angels? Get them a little further away from the wild card exactly. spot Exactly, <laughs> yeah, because the Leafs are battling, or the Jays are battling for it too right now. Jim, I know you like your conspiracies. Mm-hmm. You must have been on the edge of your seat for this testimony in front of Congress down in the United States this week. A retired Air Force officer claiming that the U.S. government is covering up knowledge of UFOs. I'm, I'm interested, but I have to be honest, I was a lot more interested a year ago when this slow trickle started. Like, I feel like a year ago, the UFO thing really started to pick up. And at this point, I'm like, either show us some evidence or stop talking about it. Like, I don't want to hear this vague, what? oh, we got something, oh, the, we have something. Show us. So David Grush is a former U.S. Air Force intelligence officer. He told Congress that uh, in his years working within the military uh, that he became aware of a task force, highly classified, that uh, was all about retrieving and reverse engineering UAPs, which are unidentified aerial phenomenon. Mm Mm-hmm. The UFOs, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it sounds more classy to the military or something. You down with UAPs? Yeah, you know me's. <laughs> here's, a, here's a little bit of Grush's uh, testimony in front of Congress. Has the U.S. government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial, otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence? And if so, when do you think this first occurred? Uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin. Keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, like I've dis- discussed publicly uh, previously, 1930s. The 30s? They've known about the UFOs since the 30s? <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, that's that's the theory. And the aliens Roswell? 
Yeah. Not necessarily Roswell, but like in the 30s when they, speaking of, uh, you know, it's in the theaters now, Oppenheimer, once once the humans started messing around with like nuclear power and, and nuclear bombs. May have alerted the, the aliens. Yeah, who knows? That's one theory, but okay. I don't know. Here, here goes uh, more of the testimony. Why is it that you pr- uh, refer to the phenomenon as non-human intelligence? Why deviate from the basis of extraterrestrial life? Uh, I think the phenomenon uh, is... Uh, uh, very complex, and I like to leave an open mind analytically to specific origin. When you say specific origin, are you referring? Can you elaborate on that for those that might? Not if be it's a traditional extraterrestrial origin or something else that uh, we don't quite understand uh, from either a biological or astrophysics perspective, yeah, I just like to l- keep an open mind on what it could be. Just say crab people from the center of the earth and get it over with. <laughs> Could be crab people from the center of the earth. We're, we're keeping our options open. Or interdimensional demons. You know, we're not trying to close things. This guy presented very well. He seemed like he uh, wasn't crazy. You know, he's wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he but could be telling the truth. Sure, sure. But again, it's a lot of like question marks. It's nothing specific we don't see any photos it's just something that we can't confirm or deny i, I found it very interesting well, what do you think i would love to be on earth when aliens invade Me too i've always invade okay maybe not invade <laughs> i would love to be here for first contact first contact would be fun this is the taz and jim podcast yesterday we had a fun day in the hammer we don't tiger cats we don't we don't tiger cats we don't tiger cats we don't we're at tim horton's field Recording some promotional videos with uh, some of the Hamilton Ticats players. Watch the big screen if you go to a Ticats game for our big old heads to pop up there. Having some fun with the guys. Yeah, we look a lot smaller next to these guys, though. Let's <laughs> oh, yeah. be serious. Give them shout-outs. They were, they were awesome dudes. Yeah, Terry Godwin, Stavros Katzentonis, and Gordon White. All three of them hilarious. Yeah. You know, all funny. All gave great answers. Terry Godwin specifically was very funny. Charismatic, I'd yeah. say. And he was the one who said, oh, I'm kind of shy or I don't have much personality. He's Sean. That's the old Taz trick. You set the bar low <laughs> and then you exceed expectations. Yeah. yeah he was a character for sure. It was hot in there, though, eh? We were filming in, like, the uh, the causeway where the players run out mm-hmm. for the games, and they did not have the air conditioning on at Tim Hortons Field yesterday, I feel. Because I, I had to stop, and it was so embarrassing because you're in front of these high-level athletes, and all I'm doing is standing there with a microphone asking questions, yet I had to stop the interview at one point yeah. so I could towel off. I was sweating so much. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at you because I was like looking at the player because I was reading the questions off my phone or whatever, and then at one point you said, can we stop? Or I forget exactly what I you said. said. Guys, I need to stop. I'm sweating <laughs> too much. And I, I brought my sweat towel with me, Yeah, went over. I should have had a Gatorade bottle too. I have a little Gatorade, come back in the game. Oh, All right, yeah, here we go, yeah. guys. You should have dumped the whole <laughs> canteen on your head. But I looked over at you and your face was like glistening. I didn't even notice. I was happy though afterwards. I said, man, was it hot in there? And you agreed with me. It was very hot. Yeah, because I had to do the thing like we, every time we were finished finishing the interview, we'd shake their hands and my hands were so sweaty. I don't know why. I guess it was hot. I, I don't know. but You're lucky that you're a hand sweater. Yeah, I'm a head sweater. I'm a face sweater. I don't really sweat out of my hands. No, 
I'd take that over face. Yeah, because you can at least hide the right. hands. You can put them in your pocket. Yeah, but there's nothing worse than shaking somebody's hands and you know you got the clammies going on. Like, you know, I, and then and even just wiping your hand before you shake a guy's hand. Like, he doesn't know your hands are sweaty. He might yeah. think your hands are filthy. It's like, what's on your hands? Yeah, what were you doing before? Why, you why are you me? wiping them on your pants? Yeah, and by the Weirdo. way, that doesn't wash them. <laughs>